This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I was really shocked. You know, John Robinson's never had a losing season as GM of the Titans. He has turned this program or this organization around to be in conversation of titles every year. There may have been some friction there between him and Mike or Amy, and they wanted to go a different direction, but I'm really perplexed by that move. Hey now, it's cracking. Welcome to the Jim Rome Podcast. This is episode 246, where this week, for the second week in a row, I'm going to chop it up with a former first-team NFL All-Pro. This week's guest, though, is also an active D1 football coach and an all-around renaissance man because it is Titans legend and current Tennessee State head football coach, Eddie George. Of course, you know Eddie as the 1995 Heisman Trophy winner from Ohio State and the 1996 NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Plus, he is a Titans Ring of Honor member. He ran for over 10,000 yards in the NFL, but as you're about to find out, there's always been so much more to Eddie than just toting the rock. So let's get right to it. It is episode 246 with NFL returned D1 head coach Eddie George, and it's coming at you right now. Eddie, my guy. Finally, we get to run each other down once again. You are a man of so many interests, and you are so busy. It is always great to get caught up, chop it up with you. First things first, how you living, Eddie? How are things? Man, life is good, brother. Um, family's doing well. Uh, career is, is going well. You know, and now I'm at Tennessee State, uh, coaching, head coach there for the football team and trying to get them in the right direction uh, in a holistic way. And, and it's amazing, man. It's been an absolute blessing, brother. I can't complain. I like that. Eddie, I want to talk about the football team, and I want to talk about how the year ended, but I want to touch on what you just said. You're trying to get them in the right way, and you're trying to get them to do it holistically. What is your vision for that program, and what's the culture you're trying to establish there? Well, I'm just trying to make it better than when I, when I, can't, when I leave, uh, whenever that is, make it better for the next person. And, and with that, it's, um, you know, from infrastructure to uh, new facilities to um, really pushing the envelope on having an elite uh, program. And and it, and it can be that way. Uh, Tennessee state has all the bones to have a really sustainable top notch FBS or FCS program. Um, it, you know, it's, it, it just needs a, a little uh, polishing, a little rubbing up, a little love and some investment. You know, let's let's just keep it real. And it really needs uh, the dollars there to to invest in, into the school. And and that's my main focus is to is to help bring light, like uh, much like uh, Coach Prime did, but also um, leave something that's tangible behind. And, and that's that's my number one goal is to have cost of attendance, better nutrition, uh, better facilities. Um, a better footprint that's laid out that's more efficient for student athletes to 
to be uh, to be the best that they can be, you know, um, having a centralized location, all those things um, that people don't necessarily see when they would look at the wins and losses. It's, it's not about that. It's about having the proper setup, being set up for success and having a, a robust uh, financial engine that can, they can continue to tap into like an endowment and uh, an IEL program. So those things are there. Uh, I believe that it's just about connecting the dots and getting people to believe in the vision and having something that's sustainable and something that's going to produce championship seasons. I mean, you nailed it. You just said it. It's a holistic approach, and that's exactly what that sounds like. Hey, one thought about the team. You ended your second season with a dramatic last-second win against Texas A&M Commerce. Yes. What did your guys show you, Eddie, in the way they were able to grind out a tough win on the road when technically they didn't have much to play for other than each <laughs> other and pride? <laughs> Jim, that, that's it. You know, it was, it was, I was concerned going into that game because, you know, two games prior to that, we had a chance to play for the OBC championship and we fell short, lost to uh, T. Martin, UT Martin, and also Simo. Um, and it was basically telling them, you know, it does not matter. We're, all, we're always playing for something, okay? We're not playing for a championship, but we're playing for something much greater than the championship. We're playing for pride. We're, praying, we're playing for each other. And we're playing for a greater future. And to me, if you love the game of football, it doesn't matter, you know, if it's played on concrete, on grass, turf, rain, sleet, hail, snow. You know, you love the game of football, you're going to go out there and play hard. And, God, we were down to our last two, um, walk, not walk-on linebackers, but our, our backup linebackers, our starters were out. And they played their tails off, you know, and, and and that's the one thing that we can hang our hat on is that we play hard. Now, the personnel, that's going to that's we're going to get that in the building. We'll get the right bodies in the building, we'll go out and recruit our asses off and we want to get the right kids in there. And uh, that's going to compete, play hard. But for this core group to go out there and to do what they did after not having success to like the last prior, like prior to that win the last three weeks to find a way to win that ball game at the end on the goal line so told me a lot about this team and the direction that we're going in. I got a question for you. Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky like the best thing ever? Well, there is something to be said for a family business, which stands by quality and produces the world's finest beef jerky. Do not be fooled by other brands. All beef jerky is not the same. Make sure you choose Old Trapper, where you can actually see the quality right through their iconic Clearview packages. Every single bite of Old Trapper is tender, never tough, because they only use the best ingredients. From their lean strips of beef, seasoned with top-quality spices to their real wood-fired smoke, Old Trapper delivers quality in every single bite and... Old Trapper Jerky comes in four mouth-watering flavors, Old Fashioned, which is classic beef jerky flavor, tender, smoky, and delicious. You've got Teriyaki with the yellow label, where Old Trapper turned the flavor dial to 11. Hot and spicy, with a spice so nice you'll want to snack twice. Peppered, tender, seasoned beef covered in cracked pepper. And you can grab and go with a four-ounce bag or load up with an 18-ounce bag. That way you've got enough for the entire team or fam or both. If you don't see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? 
All right, so Eddie, this is really interesting. I had a conversation right before you and I started this with Trent Dilfer, and I talked to him about taking a shot at UAB, man, and he's just running on like adrenaline and juice yeah. and passion, yeah. and you can feel it, you know, and I'm hearing it in your voice as well. I want to ask you this, though, because since you retired from the NFL, and you and I have talked so many times over the years, but you have done so many different things. You have started mm-hmm. and run businesses. You've become an actor. You've been involved in local politics. You're a national football analyst. I mean, seemingly, you do... You can do anything you set your mind to. So where does coaching fit in at this point in your life? Like, are you in this for the long haul? And is it the main thing? Or is your main thing always going to be that there's not just one main thing? Well, that's a great question. Um, the main thing is right now. That's that's what I'm, This is my main thing. Right. And a year or two from now, that main thing may change. Wherever my feet are, that's where I'm at. And... All the things you just mentioned prepared me for this, prepared me to be a head coach from the business side to understand the business of, of professional sports, collegiate sports, to be a teacher, to teach these young men about the business, not just on the field, but also off the field. Uh, NIL deals has uh, prepared me, you know, from a being a, a celebrity and also having those opportunities myself. Um as an actor, you know, selling a story, selling the plan, selling the vision, you know, you, you, you know, that's, that's what I'm able to do. And to also to listen, um, all those things you just mentioned helped me for this moment. And I'm going to, whatever I'm in Jim, I'm going to be hundred percent in it. Now I still have my other ventures and other businesses. I have partners. I have uh, a, a great supporting staff that helps those other opportunities uh, continue to thrive where I don't have to be there on a day-to-day basis. So this thing works out for me beautifully. And, you know, there's another opportunity out there for me to coach somewhere else, another level, another school. Uh, when my job, my time here is done, then I'm, I'm going to do just that. But ultimately it's about um, raising men. Okay. It, it, it truly is. And it's about uh, and empowering them, teaching them, motivating them, and developing them into becoming men through the platform of football. That's what it is. And um, I'm having the time of my life. That's tremendous. You know, Eddie, you mentioned Coach Prime. Now, I got to own this. I have to admit, when he first got into coaching, I was a little bit skeptical. Now, nobody would ever doubt, like, what a phenomenal personality and presence he is, what an incredible athlete he is. You know, I mean, so many things that he just dominated, but – Coaching seemed to me, seemed to me to be a different kind of challenge altogether. It is incredible what he's accomplished. Are you at all surprised by how well he's done and what he's achieved? And then how do you think he'll do a Colorado, which is a different challenge altogether? Um, first of all, I'm not surprised. Um, if, you, if people really dug deep on Dion and, and looked at what he's been able to do, this is not his first rodeo. He's been coaching prior to this okay he was coaching in dallas uh, little league with this truth program then he uh was coaching in high, on the high school level so there was levels to this then he wanted an opportunity to coach in collegiate sports nobody gave him that opportunity in jackson state did and he turned that into a phenomena and we saw that with the with all of the social media uh stuff um how he recruited the excitement that, uh, that he generated with Jackson State, he, he capitalized and, and, and enhanced the pageantry and 
the history, the tradition of HBCUs. He made it something really sexy and cool again. You know, HBCUs have always been around. They've always been successful. They've always produced uh, Hall of Famers. Um, he just highlighted that and brought attention to that. And now the question is, is that it has to continue. And I think, you know, this is a perfect marriage for Dion in Colorado because Colorado, since over the last, what, 10 years, they've been an afterthought in terms of nobody sees them. They're invisible. Well, guess what? You inject that with Prime and the spotlight that he's been able to do uh, to create. Now Colorado is on the map. He's going to get the five-star recruits. He has the support there. He has everything he needs. He has the money to, to really build out the program. And I think he's going to be successful. It's going to take time. They got some dogs out there. USC and UCLA, they leave for the Big Ten in the near future. But I think it's an opportunity for him to uh, turn this program around, get him in the right direction. And he's going to drive the culture. So I, I think he'll, he'll be very successful. All right, so Eddie, obviously you're going to always be connected to the Titans franchise going back to your rookie year in Houston. I know, in fact, you were part of the, one of the franchise get-togethers recently and you got together with some of your guys. That must have been a blast. Boy, I'll tell you, it seems kind of stunning, but maybe not to you. What was your reaction to the team firing GM John Robinson? I know they lost a couple of games back-to-back. However, they lost to a couple of good teams. What was your reaction to that firing? You know, what was interesting about the firing was the statement that Brable made after the game that they have to, they're at a crossroads to lock the room. And as a head coach, you don't make that statement unless something big was on, a big move was about to happen. I guess it was foreshadowing that, that he would be fired today. Um, I would think it was more a personnel, maybe a shift in philosophy. Um, the Derrick Henry run your game, maybe not is maybe not working for them at this point in time. They made the shift there, but I was really shocked. You know, John Robinson has never had a losing a season as GM of the Titans. He has um turned his program or this organization around to um be in conversation of titles every year. Um and I don't know. This was a buildup over time. Uh, typically, you'll see this type of move being done at the end of the season with your GM versus in season where he has nothing to do with the scheme or philosophy or really the wins and losses. He's everything to do with the personnel and the culture. So there may have been some friction there between him and Mike or Amy, and they wanted to go a different direction. But I, I'm really um, – perplexed by that move uh given that they're seven and five leading the division they have a chance to go to the playoffs they still have a chance to do it but i think in their heart of hearts they feel like the product that they have is only going to be a one and done type of situation they got into the playoffs because of how they performed against the upper the elite teams in the nfl I could not have said that ain't better. Like, I'm shocked by it, but the way you lay that out, you're exactly right. It seems really unusual to make a move like that this time of year, especially right. when he's not involved with the scheme. But to your point, maybe they know. Maybe they know that they're no better than one and done.
So the holidays are here and you can achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. I absolutely love Omaha Steaks. I love receiving them as a gift and I love giving them out as well. So what you want to do is go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide plus use the code Rome at checkout and get an additional $30 off your order. Normally, if things sound too good to be true, they are, but not in this case. This is awesome. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right now, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code R-O-M-E, Rome, at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart. It's a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you are ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com, 50% off site-wide, plus use the promo code Rome at checkout and get the extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Required. So where does that lead them right now, Eddie? For instance, I know, I know you're tight with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is an absolute beast. But is it a case whereby they become too one-dimensional and too overly reliant on one brilliant player? Well, you know, it was interesting. This firing came right after the firing came after they played the Philadelphia Eagles, who AJ um, Brown plays for, and they lit them up. And it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't just a beatdown. It was embarrassing. Three hundred and eighty yards passing. AJ has a great day. It was great. It was much debate around him uh, during the draft in terms of being trying to get back to the Titans and so forth. And they they, they took a risk and went with a rookie uh, in the draft and let AJ go. And it embarrassed them, I guess, to some degree. So um, that being said. You know, Derek is only as good as the offensive line, the people around him. And if you don't have anybody on the outside, a game-changing wide receiver or tight end to take the pressure off the run game or stretch the field, then you're going to have those results. So where the Titans are now, I think they understand that this is who you are at this point in the season, late December. Um, they're kind of floundering in terms of not playing their best football, just still trying to find out who they are offensively. And they're going to have to make some decisions at the end of the end of the year. You know, that they continue to go in this direction of where they lean on a run game or a centralized around a run game, or do they make a shift and a pivot and make it more quarterback centric where we're seeing most successful teams doing now with the Eagles and uh, the Buffalo Bills and uh, Kansas City. You know, uh, so they are at a crossroads with philosophy, I think, and they have to decide on that because Derek is is a beast. Um, but you look at his numbers, not in terms of his production, but as far as salary, his age, the amount of carries, how long, how much longer can they go down this road uh, with that philosophy in mind? And that's and that's the trick that they are they're at right now, in my opinion. I think that's all fair. You know, Eddie, you mentioned quarterback-centric. You and I have talked about this individual in the past, but I think it's important to always look back and remember him. I'm asking about your late teammate, Steve McNair. I mean, what a great player and what a great personality. Yes. What, what was he like, Eddie, as a friend and a teammate, and what do you remember most about him? Mm. He was the um, student for most of him. <clears throat> Steve, um, just a wonderful man. He'll give you the shirt off his back. He um, was an awesome teammate, was selfless. There were times, Jim, when 
he would have probably the worst game statistically of his life that he might have played. But if we won the game, he was genuinely happy. He wasn't the type of guy that, you know, if we won, pout in the corner and be pissed off that he didn't throw for 300 yards. It was all about team. But he knew he had to get better, and he did just that. Um, I love Steve. He was like a brother to me. You know, he took me under his wing when I was a rookie in 96. And we sharpened each other. You know, he was there for me during the tough times and dark times and vice versa. And um, it, it's a shame that we can't have these conversations of our playing days and what we're doing now and our kids and seeing what they're doing and how they're thriving and um, the impact that he had on so many people uh, with his camps and so forth um, is just tremendous. Um, and that's and that's probably the thing that hurts the most is that you don't have a chance to relish in the fruit of your labor that you laid out on the field for so many years and sacrificed for so many years to relish in that and to build and to grow on it. So, you know, um, you sorely missed. He's a he's certainly in a much better place than we are right now, and I'm pretty sure he's down watching uh, us do our thing and and. Um, hearing his laugh and his chuckle and, and and living it up in heaven. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's still tough when I think about it. I know it, it's, I always am kind of conflicted in asking you, but I think it's so important to keep that memory alive. And I appreciate your thoughts on him yeah. always, Eddie. So before you go, a couple of quick things, you're obviously also a proud Ohio state alum. You won the Heisman trophy in 1995. Ideally, Going into the playoff, you want to go in on a winning note, but how pumped are you to see them back in the playoff and how much of a chance do you give them of upsetting the top-ranked Georgia club in the national semifinal? Yeah, I think they're excited um, how they ended the year at home against their, their bitter rival uh, of, of the team up north. Um, <laughs> they got to come in, you know, excited, feeling like they uh, dodged a bullet, but they have a tough – a tough opponent at hand, man. And you thought Michigan was physical. This unit they're about to face is 10 times uh, is more physical than, than that, I believe. Um, and they're going to have to play their best game. You know, uh, C.J. Stroud is going to have to um, carry this football team. And the beautiful thing about – excuse me. <clears throat> the good thing about it is, is that they'll be indoors where they'll be able to throw the ball over the yard. <clears throat> Uh, but uh, I like the chances. Uh, anytime you have an opportunity to, to to play on a Saturday, you have an opportunity to win. Uh, I don't know if Vegas, what the lines are right now, I think it might be minus eight. Not that I'm you know into all that stuff, but um, I'm pretty sure there'll be an underdog uh, going into this game, and that's going to be a motivating factor for them to show and prove. So um, I know they want to get back to the championship game for sure, um, and it would be only be fitting to knock off Georgia and to play, hopefully, um, if Michigan takes care of their business, to play Michigan again for a national championship. Oh, that'd be amazing. I'm talking with Jay Woods of OmegaTaxCredits.com, who is describing the businesses that have benefited from a tax refund via the Employee Retention Credit, the ERC through the IRS. What kind of companies have come through as a result of hearing me talk about this message on the air? Can you give me some examples? We have a uh, Best Pizza. It's in Brooklyn, New York, 12 employees. We were able to qualify them for $56,000. We were able to gap another $56,000 for them, and they were ecstatic. We had a medical professional company in San Diego with 250 employees 
get $3.5 million. Their workforce was deemed non-essential by the government. And so they had a huge revenue decrease and that's how they qualified. And they, they are one of the groups that really maximized this credit. We've got a group in Kansas that's also an employment agency. They've got 72 employees. We able to get them $167,000. And that's just three of the companies that OmegaTaxCredits.com has helped. There is time still for you to apply and determine if your small business qualifies for a tax refund like this. You've weathered the pandemic and the economy, so see if you qualify. OmegaTaxCredits.com. Yeah, let me get your thoughts on this because because you are who you are, because you won the Heisman Trophy, because you're a proud Buckeye, and because you're a coach right now. And you know the world's changed, Eddie, but what do you make? Like, the fans were really coming for Ryan Day after that loss. I understand that was a really disappointing loss to have them come into your house and do you like that. But what do you make of the fans' reaction generally, and some even calling for Urban Meyer to come back to Columbus? Was that completely over the top, or can you empathize with the fans and see where they're coming from? Um. You know, given that I, I only won four games this year, I will take that season any type of any day of the week. Sure. <laughs> win got, 10 games or 11 that's my games. Thing. And, exactly. And I lose one. But in Columbus, the expectations are different. That's the one game you cannot lose. All right. And given the recent success of beating Michigan 15 years straight and the last two years, was the same type of was the same they lost the same way in the trenches and they're at they're unrest i mean that's a you know our, our fan base they're they're spoiled you know and they want to win every single time and they want to win a certain way and when you lose that team up north it gets it gets a little antsy in ohio state you have two records you have your regular season record and you have a record against michigan and and that's how that rolls um, and it comes along with the territory. So is it fair? No, nothing in life is fair, but it, 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 it's hard, but, it, but it, you know, it's, but it's fair. And, and that's, that's kind of how I see it. It's, that's how you're judged. That's what you, when you sign up for that, that's what you're, you're basing off, basing off of. I think Brian Day's a phenomenal coach and he'll figure it out. Uh, but this thing is cyclical and, and Michigan's time is now. You can see, how Jim Harbaugh has recruited up there and how he's changed the mindset and the culture. He's not necessarily doing it with all the flash and all the big names and power, you know, the five-star athletes. He's taking three and four stars and developing them and playing smash mouth football and bludgeoning you with a run game and a quarterback that's going to manage the game. And I don't think there's a skill position guy on their roster Correct me if I'm wrong. That's going to that's, that's projected to go in the top, you know, three rounds of the draft in terms of skills, skill, skill set guys on the, on the outside, backs, receivers, quarterback. You know, everything is inside out. And that's the you know interior defensive line, interior offensive line, and that's how he built it. And so you know, in terms of Ohio State and and um, and Ryan Day. Um, that's what they have to get back to in terms of that. They've got to get, they have to find a way to get back to establishing the run and allowing the passing attack to, to feed off of that. Yeah, really quickly, like he, he's not my favorite dude. He and I have beefed, but I've got to take my hat off to Harbaugh. Like this dude had a foot out yeah. the door. All right. This dude took a pay cut. Yeah. This dude was looking around the NFL. Eddie, exactly how did this guy get this thing turned around the way he did? Patience, I think in today's uh, 
game in terms of college sports and really sports in general, everybody is wants instant gratification. They want it all right now. They want success now. You make that quick hire. It's got to be right now. And and these things take time. I mean, you think about the last 15 years, I think Michigan's going through what, Brady Hoke. They went through Rich Rod. Um Prior to him, uh, I'm thinking, I might be thinking, but I think those only two coaches they may have had, but there was a whole overhaul of philosophy, a shift in that. They wanted to go more wide open. And, and it, it really it decimated their recruiting. And it, and you, you, that takes time to lay the bricks back down, the foundation back down, the belief, the recruiting, to get kids to come, to get kids to stay, uh, finding a quarterback, all of that stuff. So, it took time and, and, you know, just when they were ready to pull the plug on Jim, lo and behold, Hey, he winds up, has a great season, beats Ohio state. And guess what? We love Jim again. <laughs> you yeah. know? Right. So that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Hey, Jim Rome here. Have you ever experienced the flavor of actual live fire cooking? We're not talking about a fire pit in the backyard. This is about the big green egg, the ultimate cooking experience. An egg is the most versatile grill you're ever going to own. You can grill, roast, smoke, sear, and even bake. I'm not kidding. Try a pizza on the egg. It'll amaze you. Stop wasting money on grills that you have to replace every few years. We've all been there. We've done that. Forget the pellets and the knockoffs too. Listen to me. Roll with an authentic big green egg. It's a ceramic marvel backed by a lifetime warranty. It's simple to light, easy to use, and it works without a power source, so there's no need to plug anything in. And with the playoffs and the holidays approaching, you cannot beat a smoked turkey on an egg. It also makes an amazing gift, and they have two models that are perfect for tailgating. The best part is you can have it delivered to your house for free from a local dealer in your community. That's right. Shop online at BigGreenEgg.com. Have it delivered to your house for free. That's BigGreenEgg.com, and you will thank me later. Yeah, one last thought. When I look at your life, both on and off the field, I've, I've always been amazed by your range. Your range is amazing. Like, you and I have talked about this, but I think fans may forget. Like, I'm curious, where would you rank? Of all the things you've done, I, personally, I think your acting on Broadway might be your most amazing <laughs> accomplishment, all right? There's, there's a world of dedicated and passionate actors that have never sniffed Broadway, much less had the opportunity to appear in Chicago in the theater capital of the world the way you did. What was that like? Man, it was amazing. To completely step outside of my comfort zone. And hey, well, here's the thing, Jim. I, prior to taking down that role, I was acting in community theater here in Nashville, Tennessee for seven, eight years prior to that. And to be honest with you, outside of the singing part, you know, that wasn't the toughest role that I've taken on. I've done Shakespeare. I've done um, Susie Laurie Parks, Top Dog, Underdog, uh, which, by the way, is on Broadway uh, now. Um, I've done Raising in the Sun. I've done some classic stuff. And once I made a commitment to being an actor, I wanted to take it serious. It wasn't just about getting in the film or uh, just using my name just to get on screen. I wanted to take the craft seriously and learn and grow. And uh, that opportunity presented itself for me to audition for the role. And uh, I, I went out for the role, uh, went up to New York. Um, I think it was 2014. It was November, right, right around this time of 2014. 
And um, they asked me to, to audition for the role of Billy Flynn. And I went up there in my best suit, um, a Ralph Lauren suit with a uh, checkered um, tie. And I had a top hat, a fedora. And <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I go in the theater. I go in the Ambassador Theater, the Battle of the Ambassador Theater, walk through. And I'm, I'm getting intimidated because I'm thinking of all the great actors that have played this role, that have graced this stage. And I'm about, here I am, a former football player about to go do this. And I go out on stage where they perform to do the show and no one's in the theater. The lights are on, it's pitch black and it's just me and the piano player. And he's warming up, you know, doing his keys, going through his range. And he starts off and says, okay, Mr. George, we're gonna start at the top. We're gonna do top. Uh, all I care about is love. What key are you in? And I said, um, Pick one. <laughs> I don't know which key. Let's find out together. Wow. So he found out my key. I start doing the songs. I go through the sides. I'm acting. I'm having fun. I'm belting out notes and it's cracking everywhere. And at the 30 minutes of doing that, I hear a clap. And this gentleman, short guy, it was Weisler, Barry Weisler, walking down the center aisle. He's the, the, the producer of Chicago. And he says, oh, my gosh, that was fantastic. That was amazing. Let's do it. And I'm like, this mean I'm going to come on Broadway? He says, yes, we're going to get you on Broadway. My people will call your people. We'll get it done. Wow. And a calendar year later after that, I was on Broadway. <laughs> wow. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Has any coach ever said anything to you that at any point in your life that hit like that hit in that moment? Uh, like in terms of uh, that moment when he said it? Just no, like how, no, how did that, that feel was, compared to anything you ever heard from any other coach? It, it was, it was, um, it was a, a sense of fulfillment. Like I just accomplished something that, no one thought I could ever do. I put it out there. I said, one day I'm going to perform on Broadway. And uh, I did it. And it was just ama an amazing, exhilarating feeling, brother. It really was. So walk off on this, Eddie. If, if that, to that point, you did something that nobody thought that you could ever do, and you did, let's not forget about that MBA you have from Northwestern as well. Dude, you've done a million things that probably people thought that even you could not do. As you get ready to turn 50, Eddie, what else? What else is out there that you want to do that folks think that you can't do that you're thinking about? Well, right now, Jim, is to uh, put together a winning season um, to uh, get my student athletes a better cost of attendance, um, put more money in their pockets, get them a, a, a quality training table uh, that they so deserve. Um, to build a uh, football ops center, uh, to enhance the current stadium on campus, to get more games back there at Hale Stadium, to get the stands packed again with the fans, to get this this program at Tennessee State thriving again. That's my number one goal um, is to, uh, inside the walls of the football building and outside the walls of the football building, is to build a sustainable program that – uh, can fulfill the needs and desires and dreams 
of student athletes um, to come. So that's that's where I'm at right now. No doubt in my mind that's going to happen. I would buy stock in you all day long. Eddie George, our guest. Eddie's so good to get caught up with you. I appreciate you. I appreciate the friendship. And I appreciate having the opportunity to chop it up and spend that kind of quality time with you, Eddie. Thank you so much for that. All right, Jim. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. This message is sponsored by Discover. Did you know that you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection? The latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data, and they will do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Always so good to chop it up and get caught up with my guy, Eddie G. There are very few dudes who can talk ball like that and coaching ball and auditioning for Broadway and Nashville Community Theater, no less. You get my point. Eddie George is and always has been a different kind of cat. So my thanks to him for making time to spread out for the original side hustle. Again, always so good to get caught up with him. If you're interested in more conversations like the one I just had, I've got good news. There is a brand new app dropping every single week. And if you subscribe right now, you will never have to track another one down. It will find its way to you, not the other way around. So if you want to hear more premium, unfiltered, extended, and most importantly, free conversations, smash the subscribe button right now. And while you're doing that, you know I've got something for you. Your very own voicemails. First new message. Let the bears take you down, cause they're rolling with Justin Fields. Doesn't seem real. Nothing for the fans to get hung about. Justin Fields forever. Throws passes with his eyes closed. It's about his running, don't you see? Still getting hard to get these wins, but it'll all work out. Lost to the fail clowns, don't you see? Mic drop. Message deleted. Next message. Van Smack, Mike in Buffalo. Just want to throw a quick shout-out to the Hood for forcing the Bills to punt one time. Unfortunately for the Chouts, their team wasn't no match for uh, Josh Allen and the Mighty Bills. After, you know, 20 years of mediocre Bills football, it's incredibly satisfying to watch the Pats roll out this JB-level quarterback week after week. War Bills to the Super Bowl, Jim, and war minimal deaths building United States sports stadiums as opposed to those in Qatar. Peace out. Message saved. Next message. Hey, Jim, what's up? This is David from Buffalo. When does Jeff Saturday start co-hosting a show with Hacksaw? I mean, this guy is not an NFL coach. I mean, he can maybe flip pancakes or spew out hot takes, but let's just be honest, man. This guy is not a head coach in the NFL. I mean, Frank Reich has to be laughing hysterically how bad the Colts are playing. I'm out. Message saved. Next message. Hi, Jim. Bella B in Calgary. I was listening to Jim Rome's Big Head Bet podcast, which I never miss, by the way. And my favorite part has to be when you say something funny and the big head laughs like this. That's how he laughs. It's hilarious. Message saved. 
Next message. Pimp in the box. What is up? It is Ryan in Sacktown. First off, we are beaming here in Sacktown with the way our Sacramento Kings are playing. But I got a little bit of a problem. I was wondering if you or Chalk could pass along Margo and Buffalo's contact information. I was listening to last week's side hustle, and there was just this Chewbacca voice that kept singing, and actually it cracked all four of our new brand new windows. So uh, I need to get some insurance information. So if you could help me out with that, that would be great. Margo, zip it. Message saved. Next message. Man, PM Smack Sluggers. Yeah, this is Cabray from the Bay. Man, I'm so hungover this morning. It ain't even funny. But the thing I'm calling to say is, Philadelphia Eagle fans, you guys are frauds. You guys are bums. You guys are 11 and 1, and you guys are fucking shaking in your fucking boots over 8 and 14 with a backup quarterback. Them goddamn San Francisco 49ers. We are gonna come in the fucking Lincoln Financial Field and fucking whoop your ass in the NFC Championship game with a fucking backup quarterback. That's how good the goddamn defense is. San Francisco motherfucking 49ers for life. Eagles fly. Eagles fuck you. Fly right into the fucking ground. Message saved. Next message. When Rob from Reno calls, you must track him. Whether it's a voicemail, you must track him. When Rob from Reno calls, you must track him. I say rack him. Message deleted. Next message. So, Romy, it's your boy Matt in L.A. Bro, that was funny when you was cracking on Jerry Jones for choking on that radio show. What's also even more funny is the fact that you do that every day on your own show with an almond. Message deleted. Next message. Hi, May. Hi, May Rome. <laughs> Lance and OKC. <laughs> Jim, did you hear about the local police station here? They had all of their toilets stolen. <laughs> yeah, they did. I heard they have nothing to go on. <laughs> Oh, my Lanta Jim. <laughs> Message deleted. You have no more messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.